Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Good afternoon. It's nine minutes after one. This is uh, the 27th of April. And uh, I guess it is a happy um, Freedom Day today for those who are celebrating. It doesn't actually have to be a celebration. What it can also be is a reflection of the day. And I think that we can all do uh, whatever our circumstances are, whatever your your feelings are around the day, whatever your disappointments, whatever your celebrations, what we can certainly do is to reflect. And I think it's a good time for us to take a moment and, and look at our history, look at where we are, look at where we come from and think, think very deeply about what all of this means. And I also think it's a great opportunity for us to engage young people, those who may not really quite understand as in very, very young, and those who are starting to formulate their own ideas. This is the time to sit down and have conversations about our country. And I'll tell you why this is important. It's important because... Very often what we do when we reflect on days like this is that we look to leadership. We look to those who are above us in in our disappointment, in our all sorts of things that we reflect on, right? I think very often we do not internalize what it is our own personal contribution to where we are has been. What am I what am I saying? I'm saying so I always think you get the leaders that you deserve, right? We've always heard that. And we are very quick to talk about how terrible this is, how terrible that is, and so on. What I think the harder questions are, are in asking ourselves, so how have we allowed this to happen? How have you and I allowed this to happen? How are you part of this generation? How are you going to account for your presence in this day and age of what is happening under our watch. Not somebody else's watch, under our watch. And it's for you and I to reflect on that. That, I think, is a harder conversation. And that, I think, is something we definitely deeply need to think about. What is my and your contribution to where we are? And how are we holding each other accountable for how we've all landed here today? So let me hear from you. I'd love your take on how you're reflecting on today. 011-714-2006. As well as you can send us a WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. What I think is also a, a lovely way of reflecting on the day is to to pause and reflect on people who have contributed to a liberation. My take is that every single South African has a story to tell about our liberation. Every single one of us. Every single one of us has a story in your family, in your own personal life about what your contribution was to this country, good or bad. Yes, we don't hear a lot about those who did the worst. We don't, which we should. But every single one of us has a story to tell. And what I think and I hope we need to do more of is to never allow this to have been in vain. Those who've lost their lives for our liberation, it should never be that it was in vain.
And so I decided that we, we're going to celebrate some. And there may be names as well. And I think there are names which are more celebrated than others, right? I think we should try by all means to remember and recollect even the heroes that we hardly ever hear about. And in fact, I'd love you to also share some names that you wish we could commemorate a bit more and say, you know, there was this person um, that I remember in my day as having fought for our liberation. We hardly ever hear from him or the family. We hardly ever hear anybody um, mention their names. That's what I'd like to hear. I'd love to hear that from you. So give us some names. I've got somebody really special that I want to commemorate today. And that is Vincent Shabalala from Alex. And that's a young man that died in the liberation of this country, for the liberation of this country in Alex. And so we're going to talk about Vincent Shabalala in a short while. But there's more, you know, there's more to today's show. At some point, we will go to the State Capture Commission. Um, we will, they are on a break at the moment. Um, we, we've we promised that we will continue with that crossing. Um, Sakina had started it. So we will, as uh, soon as they come back, we will continue with that crossing. Um, we're also going to be um, looking at um, this day from other perspectives as well. We're going to be hearing from some prominent leaders as well, um, what they're taking is on the day so we've got lots coming up on the show stay with us um it's going to be a fun show life happens with pimelo modine Okay, so while we edit, uh, I want us to to visit the Melville Copies. If you are in Johannesburg, you may know uh, Melville Copies. I mean, tiny, not not really big, but my goodness, what a history! And in fact, I I didn't know, I didn't know uh, Melville Copies has such a history, such a rich, rich history. Uh, Wendy Carstens is the chairman on uh, and a volunteer of the Melville Copies Management Committee, and I just was fascinated by the history that I that was shared with me uh, recently and I thought my goodness you would love to hear that if you have ever walked up the Melville the copies you would know um, that it's it's a beautiful space you know the community is lovely and so on so I I didn't know certainly about some of the the heritage history that it that it, that it has there so I thought let's catch up on that Wendy thank you so much for talking to us this afternoon how are you Hi, thank you very much. Very well, thank you. Enjoying so, Freedom Day. It's yes. <laughs> How are you spending it? Are you out at the copies, Wendy? Uh, I was out early this morning. I can't stay away. Yeah, no, of no, course. No. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the the history of the copies. How far back can we trace it? Well, if you really want to go far back, we can go straight back three billion years mm. ago to when the rocks were formed. Mm-hmm. The, the ridges are the quartzite. Um, billion-year-old rocks, yeah. and um, what is important about the rocks is that some of the formations contain iron oxide, mm-hmm. and this is why the early people, the early Bantu-speaking people, actually came to the Kopis. But um, what we preserve at the Kopis, we've had several milestones. 1959, it was declared a nature reserve mm-hmm. uh, to preserve the flora, the fauna, and the rocks. And then um, Rebel Mason from Witt University found um, an original Iron Age furnace, which led to uh, the copies being declared, first of all, a national monument, and now that's been changed to a, jo- um, a Joburg heritage site. 
you know, heritage is much more inclusive than a national monument. Ah. National monuments are rather boring. <laughs> but heritage includes song, dance, religion, religion customs, all things like that. So, so what does this mean? Do we still have sort of some, some telltale signs of that kraal and, and, and things that like that that were there at the time? About a thousand oh, years? Definitely. Um, look, the first people were the Khoi, the San. Mm. And because they were nomadic and because they didn't purposely leave any trace. Mm. They were very respectful of the earth. Um, all that we've really got are Stone Age tools. And we've got a site where we found a lot of them. So we've got a, a tool which is found by an archaeologist, mm-hmm. and we do hide it so that when we have visitors, we can take it out and produce this beautiful tool and show them. You hide <laughs> <laughs> at the copies. You hide it yes. there. Okay. It's hidden under rock at the copies. Is it, where, is, is it one or many? Uh, but we've got one that we've hidden there. One is enough to show people okay. various aspects of what a stone tool looks like. What is it? Is it is it very simple in structure? Well, it's got a, a percussion bump and a concave surface on the one side. Yes. And on the other side, it's got straight, um, flat surfaces where flakes were knocked off. Hmm. And this particular little tool we have was used to scrape the flesh off an animal skin. Got you. And then after that, it would be cured with leaves to so that they could mm. use the skins. Mm. I, I, I mean, how far back are we dating that that tool? You know, the Khoi were the first people in South Africa. They go way back. You know, they would come, hunt, collect herbs and seasonal stuff. Then they'd move away. So they didn't actually own land, but they used land sustainably. And people were welcome to use the land as long sure. as they respected it. Mm. But then, um, unfortunately, the um, Bantu-speaking people came from the north, and their attitude of land was was different, mm-hmm. you know, owned, owned by the community. So, so, so that tool do we do we get a, do we have a sense of how far back we can trace that particular tool? Twenty thousand years more, but you know, wow. so much people, the Khoi. I mean, there's sites now in the Cape that they're looking at seventy-five thousand, mm. eighty thousand years ago. Mm, mm. You know, the Blombos Cave, they, they're finding stuff there. Um, so, I mean, the history of the first people in South Africa really goes back a long way. Yeah, no, it does. Wendy, let's take a break, and I'm going to take calls. I'm sure many of you have walked the copies, especially if you're in Johannesburg. What have you come across? Um, have you found where Wendy's hidden the tool? <laughs> That's the question. 011-714-2006. You can also send us a WhatsApp note to 0614-104-107. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. All right, we continue our conversation with Wendy Carstens from the Melville Copies Management Committee. She's just uh, sharing some really some lovely nuggets about the copies. Um, we're going to wrap this up in a short while because uh, the commission has resumed uh, their work with uh, a former Minister of Mineral Resources, Musabenzi Zwane, so we'll be going there short in a short while. Wendy, you, you continue to preserve the copy. Um, what are the challenges there now? Um, well, the challenges we face in Joburg. Uh, I just want to mention that, you know, we've got lots of evidence. I mentioned the Koi. Yeah. I didn't mention the Bantu speakers. Mm. We've got evidence of an original smelting furnace. Really? This is what makes Melville copies a heritage site. Okay. And evidence of stone walling, evidence of a, a crawl. It's, it's totally exciting of what we've got there. Mm. Challenges? Well, security. We're in Joburg. Fencing, which gets stolen, um, funding, uh, because we, we're a non-profit organization. Mm-hmm. We depend on funds from the public to maintain the place. Mm-hmm. We employ 
three full-time workers who work with me doing the conservation, mm. looking after the place. And um, I think we secure from development because we're yeah. getting so much publicity and people yeah. appreciating what we have. Thank goodness, yeah. Thank we goodness. have schools who come to our outdoor classrooms. We have universities. By the way, yesterday we had some PhD students from uh, WITS I showed them the groundstones that we've got. I gave them some sorghum. And these PhD students got down on their knees and they had a ball grinding. And the one was so excited. He said, this is what my granny does. So it was seen what the background is and the history of people is here preserved in the middle of Joburg Mm. in a beautiful rural setting. So I love that. I love that. As you said, you know, it it wasn't, um, it's now more available and more accessible to everybody. So people are able to come in. Do we we pay you to come? How how else Um, are you raising money? Okay, we have three sections. The West City Parks looks after. Mm. Central is controlled access where we've got the furnace and all these very precious indigenous plants. So that's controlled access. We're open every Sunday from 8 to 11.30 and a donation of 80 rand an adult, 40 rand a kid for maintenance of the copies. Yes, sure. We are making an exception. Next week is May Day. Yes. So we're opening on Saturday instead of Sunday. Okay. So All right. from 8 to 11.30. And we give people, you sanitize, you wear your mask, you sign in, give the donation. We give you maps, and then you explore. And if people want more information, the website is www dot m k m for melbourne k for copies m k dot org o r g dot z a good on you wendy thank you so much for what you guys are doing it's really appreciated i really appreciate it thank you so much it's also for talking it's to con- us it's our contribution yeah no it's absolutely wonderful um <laughs> and and i think the more people come out as you said you know the more we can all preserve uh, the little that we have still left so thank you for that wendy i really appreciate it and I hope we'll see you in the copies. Very soon. Very soon. <laughs> Wendy, thank you so much, Wendy Costins, a chairperson of the Melville Copies Management Committee. So basically, if you want a little tour there, it's mk.org.za. I, I think it's really worth your while. 80 rands for adults, 40 rands for children. And you can go there on Sundays. Um, go to the website and you'll also be able to see some days that are exception days. So you'll be able to take your tour there. So um, lots of lots of history and heritage at the Melville Copy.